Hello there, Vitamizers. Welcome back to the How Do You Health podcast. As always, my name is Allison here in Austin, Texas with MSW Nutrition, bringing you this very show that you're listening to. (laughs) Your co-hosts for the show, as always, are Jonathan Mendoza at Nurse Doza on Instagram and Baldo Garza at Tex-Mex Yogi on Instagram. We're very excited about today's guest. She's near and dear to our hearts. But before I introduce her... This podcast is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. MSW Nutrition is a supplement line designed to help support your body in as many ways as possible, starting with the liver. By helping to repair liver health, you're supporting your body's biggest detox organ so that it can do its job taking care of the rest of you. We carry supplements to help with mood, stress, energy, weight loss, gut health, immunity, and much more. Any product carrying the MSW Nutrition label will be produced in an FDA-certified lab and contain the most bioavailable version of those nutrients possible. Make sure to check out our website at www.mswnutrition.com to see all the latest stacks to help you reach your health goals. This podcast is also brought to you by Athletic Outcomes. Athletic Outcomes is Austin's boutique wellness studio focusing on functional fitness and sports recovery. Located in Southeast Austin, AO provides services such as personal training, group classes, pre- and postnatal training, nutrition coaching, massage therapy, chiropractic, recovery compression boots, and MSW lounge vitamin shots. It's your one-stop shop for health and fitness. Check them out on social media at Athletic Outcomes to stay up to date with their events and programs. Today, we got to chat with Katie Yurko. She's the founder of The Violet Fog, and I actually got to be here for this one, too. It was a very fun time. We learned a lot about Katie's own health journey, as well as what she does now. Um, She does a lot of investigating for herself to make the proper nutrition decisions for her. She's had a slew of health issues all throughout her life. We're talking hundreds of... um, of uh, antibacterial drugs, uh, antibiotics. There we go. I can't English. <laughs> and uh, and a host of other prescriptions that she has kicked since she's gone more natural with her treatments. Um, but we're going to let her talk about that on the episode today. I think this one's super valuable. Her brand and blog, The Violet Fog, bring a lot of value and really useful research-backed information uh, to her audience, and we just love her a lot. So here is Katie Yurko from The Violet Fog on the How Do You Health podcast. Well, welcome to the How Do You Health podcast. It is on Monday morning. I think this is the first time we film on a Monday or shoot on a Monday. I'm really, really excited. We got we got Katie from The Violet Fog. She's one of our best, best friends, and uh, I'm excited to talk about all the good things. We just released a uh, uh, a dailies vitamin box with her so we'll talk about that i'm sure and we're going to talk about your little trip as well and your little health journey and we always have great things to talk about uh we have nurse doza as well we're going to be talking about all things health and um tex-mex yogi and awesome we'll be popping in as well too so let's get this uh party started awesome so happy to be here I know. So, so we've missed you i have missed you guys so much <laughs> truly yeah it's it was so strange. I felt like that really was like a staple in my week. Every week I would come <laughs> see you guys. It was pretty routine, wasn't it? It like was. Either like, because you weren't always here for lunch and learns. You mm-hmm. were here like Tuesdays usually before, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 We had a Tuesday okay, crowd. We'll, we'll we had open up early for you again. If you yeah. Continue Aww. doing this again. Yeah. I mean, this is 
we want to go back to that routine. Obviously, things have changed a lot I since know. then, you know, and so we haven't gotten to see all our favorite people as much because we understand, you know, I mean, people are doing what they need to do and adapting. Yeah. You know, and so uh, I was thinking, so we have not had you on before. You have. We ha- I thought we did. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we did. But this is more about, this might be telling your story, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. you, your whole reason you're uh, into health and wellness now is because it's helped you tremendously. Oh, definitely. All right, so tell us about your journey. Yeah, so when it comes, I feel like I've always been pretty in tune with health in general. Um, you know, even in in like high school, like I was all always about like staying fit and whatnot. And then um, I'd say really like I my 20s were pretty tough. It was very um, I would say like up and down, mostly down. I'd say majority of my 20s. And um, what really got me. So I, I remember in the it's just it's so interesting in the very beginning. I would eat like vegetables a little bit like here and there. I knew the importance, but I didn't know the importance of like organic and things like that. And, um, and I'd still eat like all the dairy, all the gluten, uh, sugar, sugar has always been like a real problem for me. Like I have such a sweet tooth. Um, and I, I, at first I think when you're younger, you can get away with a lot of that. And then, like, as I got older, even into, like, my mid-20s, like, I started to notice things. I developed severe, like, eczema on my hands and feet. And I was like, what is going on? Like, I had always felt, like, my hands and feet being kind of itchy in a way. But um, but it was it got so bad to the point my hands were always bleeding. And so I was like, all right, there has to be a link with nutrition because I'm going to – a doctor all the time for this. I'm getting just steroid cream. It's like, I know this can't be good for me to be doing this. And so that was the first time I ever really was like, okay, like what you eat really has a link to your body. Like there's just like no way around it. Cause the first thing I did is I, I eliminated dairy. I had gone on this one blog and this woman like wrote this whole thing about like dairy being a huge culprit for her. And and what was more in interesting to me was that there was over 200 comments of people who were also suffering from eczema and they were like, you know, um, like dairy has been like the one thing that I eliminated and it worked and, and all these people were agreeing. And so I tried it and I was like, no way is this going to have a link. And I, uh, and I eliminated it and it was so, it was nuts to me because within like a few days my eczema cleared up. And I was eating a lot of dairy. I was like the type of girl that every week, like I would love to go to the to the grocery store and pick out a new cheese, like a block of cheese. And that would be my cheese for the week. I'd eat yogurt, you know, regular cream in my coffee. And um, and I, I just remember that moment being so fascinating to me because I just couldn't believe that just eliminating one thing could have such an effect sure. on my body. Um so definitely, like, that was, like, one one big milestone, I'd say, like, my, like, eczema journey. But then another thing, so, like, I guess we'll go, like, pretty pretty deep here. So this is things that I've written about on, on Violet Fog. I've written a lot about depression and addiction. And so when I was living in San Diego, this is, like, between the ages of, 22 and 26 I like had I was severely depressed 
And I think a big reason too of that, I guess I should go back. So my whole life, like I have been on a lot of antibiotics. I've had a lot of issues with my bladder. Um, it's a, it's an anatomy issue on like two sides. I have two ureters, which they weren't able to find out until I got an MRI as a little kid. And then they would only tell me, um, as a baby, I started off with antibiotics. So like my whole gut microbiome has like only known antibiotics and just been like wiped out from the start. And I was on daily antibiotics from basically like six months to seven years old and then like on them all the time, multiple times a year. And then um, as I even got older, like a little bit older, like I, I got strep throat, I think like four or five times, you know, tons of antibiotics for that. And then anytime like I would get a UTI or bladder infection in high school, which was many times, I mean, my body has seen so many antibiotics and I never once had a doctor tell me like this could be an issue. Not one time did any like doctor raise a red flag to my parents, to me. And, um, and I truly believe that it really wiped out like a lot of like my serotonin production and because, you know, serotonin is made in the gut. And so I, I had such poor gut health and I really, I just remember being like, I don't understand why I'm so depressed. I have, you know, I'm doing really like, you know, well in my career and I have friends and like, why am I so depressed and, and so fatigued at such a young age? It just doesn't make sense. And so I got really, really depressed and, and then to help like perk myself up. And this is something I'd been um, prescribed since I was a teenager was Adderall mm -hmm. and I had been taking, so I started abusing Adderall at 22, and it was just, I had abused it before then, like on and off, but I started abusing that, and then because I was taking so much Adderall, um, I wasn't able to sleep, so then I was on sleeping pills, and then I'd have so much anxiety from the Adderall that I would take an uh, anti-anxiety medication, like a really strong one. I mean, I was just so strung out on pills, and... I don't even, I was able, I feel like I, I like to think of myself as like a functioning, high functioning like addict at that time. I didn't even think I was an addict. I really thought I was just dependent. I had a doctor who was like telling me, no, you need these things. And like, um, and I just wasn't advocating for myself or really like doing the work to like understand, like, should I be taking this? Should I, should I not? I mean, I was so depressed that it just like, I felt like that was just the one thing getting me out of it, but it really... I mean, just destroyed my health, like even like more so like I, I just, I remember being 26 and I was like, okay, I need to do something. Cause I think I'm honestly going to die. I was like close to a hundred pounds. I'm five foot six. Like that's just like not, you know, healthy, like whatsoever. And so I, um, when I moved to San Francisco, I was like, I'm going to change this around. Like I'm going to get off like these pills, I'm going to get healthy and strong. I need to, like, I, I just, you know, like I, I'm at like the very, very bottom. I was just so down. And so, um, I moved to San Francisco and I wasn't able to stop the Adderall. That was so, that was really hard for me to kick. I didn't, I didn't stop Adderall until I was 29. And so, but I got off the like sleeping medication, the anti-anxiety stuff. And I, 
Um, and I definitely decreased my my um, Adderall for sure. Like I, I went from, I mean, I, I probably decreased it by like 75%, but I just found that like I couldn't wake up without it. I was just so dependent on it. And so, um, so I, I really built up my strength. It took such a long time, but you know, I, I think any health journey, like you have to be so patient. It's just like nothing happens overnight. And, um, and so this was all before you started doing your own research, right? Yeah. Like this is like, yeah, I did like little things like here and there. Yeah. But I wasn't like obsessive like I am now. So yeah. this was just you being like baseline. I don't want to be on pills anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're yeah. doing what everyone else does. A doctor said to do this. So that's what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. Definitely. And I, at this time, I still hadn't considered the an all the antibiotic use before. Like I, that's that wasn't something that I really started thinking about until like probably two years ago. But like the the Adderall, the pills, like I was able to decrease it. I got a, a lot stronger for sure. But I noticed I was still really fatigued. I was still like dealing with eczema, and um, and then finally, like I I cured the eczema. Like that was really great. I was like, okay, there must be like a link with with diet and then I started researching a whole lot more like into food and realizing like everything all the problems with our soil and having to eat organic I'm like all right I'm gonna have to make budget cuts in other areas of my life to be able to uh, like afford organic produce let's see how I start feeling and then started giving up gluten like just to see how I would do and I noticed a lot more of my energy would return. Like I, I started just feeling a lot stronger, a lot better. I noticed when my diet was a little bit more alkaline, like I was doing a lot better. And I started just, it probably took me a good year before I really started feeling like my strength was coming back. And then, um, and then I'd say around 29, that's when I was like, okay, I need to quit. Adderall because it's just such a problem I cannot like I, I'm at the point where I just you know like am I gonna go my whole life like taking Adderall and it doesn't make me a good person either like it really makes you so irritable and like I didn't feel good being like snappy towards my friends and I and I also I, I, I was very shameful about it I know some people you know might might need it I don't know I'm still a little bit like wishy-washy like do they like really like I kind of almost veered to the to the side now of like Adderall is horrible but um so I was like I, I need to quit this and I was home for a, for a while in Colfax a small town out outside of Sacramento visiting my parents and like this is the time like my prescription was out and I don't I would not recommend this but I did it cold turkey and it was like the hardest like few weeks of my life I had sweats I had the most horrible horrible headaches I couldn't I could not I couldn't wake up I was sleeping for like I mean hours like 16 hours you know like it was just terrible but I was like I need to I need to rewire my brain you know and so I got used to like a new normal I, I started feeling better and I'm like okay like I I can do this but then I was like super addicted to coffee then because I'm yeah. like I need coffee now I need something uh, I just felt like my neurotransmitters were completely fried and because I had been on it for 13 years at that point. And then it wasn't until I was uh, 30, oh, like maybe 31 actually, I'm 32 now. So um, I was like my, like there's something else wrong. Cause I moved to, to 
Austin, Texas, and I started getting ultra fatigued, like, again, like, I mean, big time. Like, I'd regained, like, a little bit of my, like, strength and, like, energy again after, you know, I'd quit Adderall. Not a ton, though. I still, like, I really have been, I feel like, a very fatigued person, like, since all that antibiotic use. And so... Um, I gotten, uh, like another UTI and I had like a doctor be like, Anna, you know, you need to go on antibiotics. And I'm like, I don't think I do. Like, I think that there really is like an issue here. I think that this is part of, has been a part of my problem. And like my whole life, I've just been like popping pills, you know, like I just, like, there's a reason, like I should be like, I, I'm young. I need to be vibrant right now. Like what, what the heck? Like, I don't think it's antibiotics. And so I, um, so I just moved here. I called up a functional medicine doctor that I found, this woman, and I had told her about my antibiotic use, and she was, like, astonished. She was just like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that you've had that many antibiotics. Like, she was just like, no, like, you cannot be, like, doing this. We like, you need, you have major gut repair work. She's like, I just know that without even, like, getting you tested. I know for yeah. a fact, like, you are going to be... Like, wouldn't you say that, too, no, if someone yeah. told you that story? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. How, ma how many rounds of antibiotics do you think you've taken in a lifetime? Hundreds. That's a lot. That's yeah. That's it's is, that, is, so is that standard of care, like, to go straight to antibiotics? Yeah, of course. I mean, of course right now. I mean, they were giving antibiotics to AIDS patients in the 80s just because they were saying we can throw anything at it. You know, when all this started, azithromycin was thrown there, z -pack. Yeah. Right? z -pack, you're like, I know what I need. I need a z -pack. Right. Moxicillin, penicillin. Yeah. Like, I bet that stuff doesn't even work for you at all now. Oh, no. Yeah. No, nothing would. So if you had to take an antibiotic, what would you have to take? So, um, oh, man. So it's so interesting. So I was able to, like, to, to so the gut repair work that I did was, I mean, it was like six months of like, I could, I felt like all I could eat was like water and yeah. air, you know, like it was so intense and I had to like break down like this film around my gut and it was just so, so intense, but it really worked. Like I really, like if you stick to it, like gut health, it, it really, it takes a lot of time, but if you stick to it, you can see results. And so, um, and I'd say that I'm still healing. I feel like it's going to be a never ending journey like sure. for me, but, um, probably for everyone. I think you just need to constantly work on your gut every single day. But, um, I started feeling better. I found all these natural ways to cure my bladder infections or UTIs. Like, and they still kept coming. Like it wasn't that I, like the frequency was like still there, but now I was able to do it without antibiotics, which was incredible. Um, but, like, the frequency, like, was still there. And so recently, like, probably, like, a month and a half ago, I, I had even, like, texted you guys and everything. I got a UTI that I could not kick. All of my natural remedies were not working. I started getting really scared that it was going to go to my kidneys. And so I was like, I don't know what to do. I think I have to go on antibiotics. I mean, I was, like, kicking and screaming, like, not wanting to, to do it. But I just felt like, what am I going to do? I'm like, this quarantine is happening. I can't, like, go into a, like, doctor, like, I, I mean, I guess I could have, but, you know, I was freaking out, and so I did get a, a round of antibiotics, and I did feel a little bit better, but then my UTI came right back, yeah. and it was Macrobit that I had taken, and at first they wanted to give me Cipro, and I had taken two Cipros, and I immediately felt pains all over my body, because, like, Cipro is such an intense uh, antibiotic, and I, like, and then I was reading all these stories of people, like, snapping their tendons and, like, all this stuff. And I was like, oh, my gosh. 
And so I was like, there's no way I'm finishing this round, you know? Yeah. So then they gave me macro bed and it clearly like didn't work. Like I felt, yeah, a little bit better, but then, you know, it like so, so right that back. is a thing then, like if you've taken so many antibiotics, you, you become resistant to them in future rounds. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Drug resistant antibiotics. Yeah. So like MRSA yeah. is like a contact staph infection that you have in the hospital. And the interesting thing is, is that when it comes to antibiotics, like MRSA uh, has a limited amount of antibiotics use because with, so like you start with like amoxicillin, all right? Amoxicillin and penicillin are like two of the basic, like penicillin is like one of the most basic tried and true medications out there. It's the lowest, easiest way to introduce an antibiotic into the system. The problem is, is that you have gram negative, you have gram positive bacterial pathogens and so some of them respond to a positive some respond to a negative antibiotic so you have to make sure one you get the right antibiotic with someone so you can't just throw an antibiotic to someone depending because it's like staph strep are all positive like e coli and all that would be negative right so it's like if you have like a uti could it be something else like we don't yeah. know right so Macrobid and, 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 and Cipro are hardcore drugs that you just kind of throw, but it's very interesting because it's rare that some woman with a UTI would ever get put on a penicillin because that's not typically given for that type of issue down there. So is like one of the issues with UTI treatment the fact that they don't know what the actual bacteria is most of the time? You could Because you say can get that. tested. You can get tested. So you yeah. get the UTI test and then you'll say, like, oh, your pH levels are off. Right. If you did a urine sample test, you could tell, oh, there's bacteria in the urine. Is gram-positive or negative. But then you would yeah. go further and get further testing, which is it positive or negative. That's a lot of testing. Yeah. And for yeah. someone like and you. that's a lot of waiting. That's a lot of waiting. You're like, right. I just know what I need. I've gotten this before in the past. This works. So like macrobit is like the go-to for most women. Yeah. Cipro is kind of like, that sucks. Because it's like once you start that, there's no going back, right? So yeah. like if you say like Augmentin. Augmentin is a very common prescription given for upper respiratory issues. The person has already been on amoxicillin and penicillin for years, and they've already built up a resistance, which means that when they're given that medication, the drug is not smart enough to overcome the adaptive bacterial infection that's in there. So bacteria's job, just like viruses, are to thrive. The weird thing is with like a microbiome is that you have living bacteria in you. You have living viruses in you. Mm -hmm. Your microbiome is like an environment. It's like a, a forest of mm -hmm. all these different pathogens there. So when you take an antibiotic, you're wiping out not only the bad bacteria, but the good bacteria right. as well. And so there has to be a balance because what's what goes on to is this. Acute care medicine's great, right? You take antibiotics, they've worked. But you have said, I've had to go on my own path to restore my microbiome right because every time I wiped it out I had to restart my microbiome over and over again so even once you've wiped it out though it's like your body is still resistant overall so she wipes it out once repairs it and then has something like this happen where she has to yeah. wipe it out again her body is resistant to the penicillins and the lower grade drugs so she has to go higher well it, yes and it goes even further than that because like let's say you have gram positive and negative in your in your microbiome. Oh yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> and if you have uh, if you have gram negative or gram positive, once again, I don't know which I'm wiping out. Right? So if I just throw something hardcore at Katie, I'm going to wipe out everything. Mm -hmm. Right? And then it's up to Katie to figure out well which one did she eliminate? Yeah. Right? And it's it's interesting because like 
if you do a very strong antibiotic, which most people do, like let's say you come into the doctor's office and you just said, I was just on an antibiotic. Yeah. My decision is, do I put you back on the same antibiotic that didn't really work yeah. And just prolong it. Like you need another two weeks on it to, for it to really work. Yeah. Or do I just say, nope, we're going to go up a tier and we're going to get a stronger thing. And we're going to wipe everything out. Yeah. Right? So it's like an A-bomb. I don't know if I'm wiping out gram positive or gram negative. I'm just saying I'm just destroying every type of bacterial pathogen in the body. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because I tend to think that even in the uterus, you probably have a little bit of a microbiome or a film or a flora right. that's that's very similar to that of the digestive tract. Right. I'm guessing, right? Yeah, I yeah. Mean, yeah, okay. So in that case, you've wiped out microbiome in two different areas. Yes. And the way I understand microbiome is microbiome has more immune cells and more neurons in that than your brain or your immune system combined. Yeah. So when you wipe out your flora, you wipe out that communication between your immune system and your brain and your immunity in general. Right. And so, like, you're more prone to getting sick. Yeah. The bugs are resistant. They're going to live longer. You wiped them out. Guess what? They're back. When? Why do they keep coming back? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, you would have wiped them out. Why do they keep coming We're back? We're the again? perfect hosts. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, pH level, right? We talked about, like, baking soda and D-mannose with UTIs yes. and all that. So, most women who have UTIs, they typically think they're nurses or teachers. Mm-hmm. Because those women never go to the bathroom. Yeah. Wow. They never empty out their bladder, right? Yeah, so yeah. all that, those toxins, when you're peeing, you're removing toxins and things that you don't want in your body. So they just stay there. They harbor. Yeah. And just like it, like if, the, if that was going on in the lungs, then pneumonia would develop because you couldn't get the mucus out, right? You can't get the toxic pee out and it just stays in your system. But I'm sure right. you go to the bathroom, no problem. Yeah. I mean, I definitely try to, for sure. Like if I... I, I will not hold it because that's like one of the number one things, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I just I, I will not no matter what. I was on um, a road trip like we drove to see my parents and it was a 27 hour road trip. And a lot of it is like in the middle of nowhere. And on the way back about most like most of that is Texas. Most, yeah, of, that is Texas. most of that is Texas. <laughs> yes. And on the way back, there was like a probably like an hour and a half stretch where I wasn't able to go to the bathroom and I had to pee and I ended up getting a UTI and it was so horrible like that whole car car ride just being in in pain I mean it was just like so I will not hold it I don't care like what I would have pulled over on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> that yeah. point. Hey, there's, a, there's always a Topo Chico bottle somewhere in the car. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm just for you, you guys. Yeah. yeah, for you for guys. For you guys. Yeah, exactly. I don't, think, I don't think anyone would have held against you if we were Joe Biden see you on the side of the road. I know. <laughs> that, right? I know. But so at this point, you've been doing uh, antibi- I mean, uh, anti- antibiotics since you were very young. Yes. Since uh, what age would you say? I mean, like six months. Oh, oh so goodness. Like, yeah. So that's crazy. So is there a thing about, like, the evolution of your gut microbiome of, like, you know, like, it's almost, this is such a bad comparison. It's the only one I can think of. Like, it's almost like you have, like, your baby teeth. They fall off. You go, you'll have older teeth. Like, is there something like that? Oh, yeah. That does it? Well, the skin humans? recycles, too, right? Correct. Like, every seven years, you've got a full new set of skin because the cells recycle. Does that apply to the gut and microbiome? S- yeah. And so yeah. then what I'm getting to is, like, if you're an adult and you're now supposed to have like an adult microbiome, but you've never even finished having your youth microbiome. Is like, is that a thing? Mm. Um, it's only now being seen like that, right? Because like, yeah, because like if you look at 
like if you were look at the doctor practicing medicine in like the 40s I'm sure they had I mean I'm gonna throw a number out there maybe like 30 medications to choose from and that might have included five to ten antibiotics maybe right penicillin was everyone got penicillin everyone mm, got amoxicillin yeah. when amogmentin came out they're like shoot we can do that for everyone but let's save that the problem is, is it works so well is that someone like Katie will say like well I want to go back to that again because it knocked it out when the penicillin only knocked it out in like 14 days augmented knocked out in four days I felt automatically better mm-hmm. so you just get used to that you used to I don't think you develop an adult microbiome because I think like you're just set yeah like it's just there well it's, it's like I mean I don't know like I kind of also had that question like Baldo but then I was just thinking about it like your gut microbiome is not you like the skin comparison that I made was probably also bad because that's your own cells regenerating and like just replacing themselves whereas the gut microbiome is like its own ecosystem so the way I just had it pop up in my brain is like you're just kind of gathering stuff like that's why they want you to have a natural childbirth if you can because you're like washed in that initial bacteria from your mom and then like breastfeed if you can because that's feeding you like your mom's bacteria and like play in the dirt because that gets you like the earth bacteria it's like almost to in my head like as I was thinking about it it seems more like you're picking stuff up as you grow up so your quote-unquote adult microbiome is just whatever you picked up along the way as you grew up. A li- yeah, yeah. It's, it's like yeah. a forest. And sure. it, it, so I was thinking, like, imagine that you're trying to start a forest. Cool. Right? No, like, sense. right? Like, sense. you're planting, and you're, like, eight years go by, and you're, like, nothing ever planted, yeah, nothing, nothing ever, ever grew. Yeah, nothing ever grew for me. Yeah, that's like, what my doctor had said. She's like, you really had it stacked against you from, yeah. like, you when you were a baby. Yeah, that's crazy. But yeah. and, and then the, the other thing that we don't talk about a lot, or just as, I mean, in the health and uh, industry in general is like what you do to restore it or to like once you do that right like you don't we don't talk about like do more probiotics so like it's now being heard more often yeah. but even like in my case with my fasting for me it's like i do it during the changes of season because i want to like reset my gut biome yeah for the current seasonal needs right and that's always that's worked for me for so well yeah but that's just something that I figured out on my own. Yeah, we know about probiotics, but it's never like, hey, you should take this antibiotic, plus you should be doing all these probiotics as well. Like we do that, but it's not it's not a common thing. No, it's not recommended. And it's unfortunate because most medications will have some kind of nutrient deficiency. You could say a pro an antibiotic nutrient deficiency is a lack of microbiome in your body. Like, it causes your body to get rid of bacteria, and you need bacteria in order to thrive. You need – like, we're walking around with bacteria and viruses right now because it's like it builds up immunity in a way to – it takes a snapshot. Like, you know that movie Catch Me If You Can? Yes. Right? So Leonardo DiCaprio, the guy, basically started working for the FBI. Yeah. It's like the same approach. It's like we want you on our team. Yeah. Because if that's the case, then, like, you're going to knock out all the bad guys and scam away – because like you're already here and we're getting used to you and you're like we're you're benefiting us now that we're basically on our team mm-hmm. hello there vitamizers thank you so much for listening to the how do you health podcast brought to you by msw nutrition just wanted to let you know that we have an awesome sale going on in the month of june if you're listening to this podcast we have our slender rita complete sale going on so 
basically our Slenderita is the original drink mocktail, if you will, our multivitamin cocktail. <laughs> it's made with our Slenderella Boost multivitamin supplement mixed with any sort of sparkling water that you'd like. We also recommend adding some lime juice. On top of that, to make it a Slenderita complete, you can add our ketones, our Neuromag, and our gut supplements to really stack all of those incredible nutrients on top of one another. Now, our sale for this month is because this is truly, in our humble opinion, the best poolside drink you can have. So you get all of these supplements. That's the Boost Gut Ketones and Neuromag for a total of $249. That is over $90 off if you were to buy them at full price, and we're very excited. So you can go ahead and find that link in the description of this podcast to shop now and save. That is only in June 2020 that we're doing this. So if you're listening, please make sure to do it now. This is brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Back to the How Do You Health podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Because the way the microbiome is, it's just a communication. That's all it is. It's your it's it's your motherboard for communication throughout your entire body. Right. Everyone thinks the nervous system is, but if you think about it, like from your brain to get to your gut, that's a lot of separation in between, and you have yeah. your whole organ system. So yes. like hormones, neurotransmitters are all communicators. So what happens is like serotonin comes from the duodenum, which is in the small intestinal tract. Yeah. The small intestinal tract is part of the digestive tract, right? And flora in the microbiome is right over the duodenum. So when you wipe out that flora, you got to imagine that it's hard to absorb things into the gut lining, but it's also hard to release things from the gut lining as well because yeah. the duodenum releases 95% of our serotonin. Yeah. So if a person comes in and has been on antibiotics their whole life, yeah. The first thing that I think about is like, how's your mood? Right. And it's interesting because that usually is a disconnection. You said so yourself. You're like, I've been on Adderall forever. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, did anyone ever imagine that your mental health issues were coming from your gut? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I never, never once, not one time of like the many doctors that I saw, did any of them ever think that yeah it wasn't until that that functional medicine doctor like I, I really like credit her for a lot that she had done for me it we had done testing um and she was like she's like oh my gosh she's like she's like she even said to me she's like you're gonna be a really interesting case study you know because I wasn't absorbing like anything yeah. she's like you have like one of the most severe malabsorption issues I've ever seen and um and at that point i was i was against like sleeping like 14 to 16 hours a day you know i had like just moved to to austin to be with my like then boyfriend who was probably like what the heck like is this how you are you just like sleep all the time I'm, like, <laughs> yeah. you know i'm like no i'm not i don't know like I, I think like my body just reached its limit like at that point um but this is with the adderall too though oh well i well, quit the adderall i quit the adderall yeah, yeah so so to preface this I'm not I'm not taking Adderall before. Okay, mm -hmm. so I don't know what that's like, but I have a feeling. Yeah. So did you know that up until probably a few months ago, the medical community didn't even know the mechanism of action for Adderall. Wow. And the mechani mechanism of action is essentially how the medication works in the body. Wow. They had no idea. Well, wow. how does it work? They just discovered it? It's a dopamine response. Uh -huh. It's a reward system. Yeah. It's simply, essentially, it's releasing well, more dopamine. It's, a, it's yeah. motivation. Mm -hmm. Is it an amphetamine? Exactly. What kind of drug is it? It's, so, it's so meth. Just yeah, it's yeah. amphetamine. Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. 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 So it's, but it's just speed. to go back on it, they, that's what they assumed was happening. They assumed, but they didn't know. Correct. So here's the thing. They said, okay, you're 
I'm guessing this is how they probably talked when they were developing this drug, and I don't know who they in the room was, but they're like, we got people who are tired all the time. They can't focus, all right? And they're all over the place. Yeah. And they're basically, like, exhausted from basically being scatterbrained all throughout the day. Can we get them to focus on one thing? It's like, well, if you give them amphetamines, they tend to be really sped up on their metabolism, and they focus on one thing at hand, and they get that done, and then they focus on another thing, and they get more things done. So you give them the motivation yeah. to basically put all their efforts towards one thing instead of being scatterbrained and thinking about 10,000 things. One of those right. guys making decisions had to try meth at some point. Yeah, <laughs> he probably yeah. did. It's like, I he's know like, what works. He's like, I know <laughs> yeah, what works. Because they said we give meth and speed to all these people, and their houses are immaculately clean. Right. So the dopamine response comes in them finishing the task, and the drug, like, reiterates that or is it a dopamine response initially it's an increase of dopamine response initially got yeah. it and so what will happen is the dopamine reward system is apparent in the body because every time that you have pleasure your body will have a little bit of dopamine released mm -hmm. and so like imagine you get a bunch of shit done right yeah. and you're like you have a bunch of dopamine already begin with then you get it done then you're like okay when we have more dopamine, we get more stuff done. There's the reward system. So yeah. we need the connection of getting more dopamine in our body to get more stuff done. And so then at that case, we can't function without our dopamine. Yeah. The truth is you probably don't produce a lot of dopamine. Yeah. That you just don't. I don't. It's like a, a person who's depressed. They don't produce a lot of serotonin. Yeah. The thing is you associate, not you, but most people associate dopamine with motivation or reward, pleasure. Most people associate serotonin with just mood. Mm -hmm. But serotonin regulates like pain and appetite. Yeah. Dopamine regulates like adrenaline mm -hmm. and, and, and your stress response. Right. Right. So like what happens with dopamine is that people love it at first and serotonin is the same thing too. But you can't have your levels running this high all no. the time because then your body gets used to that type of response. And then when it drops, you have a huge crash, which yeah. is why in between your Adderall doses, you were like, I feel like crap. Yes. Because Definitely. you're so high. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. Yeah. 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 And it's just amazing that, like, just recently now, medicine's like, now we understand how that medicine works. But yeah. how long has that medicine been out on the market? Oh, I know. And it still Decades. fascinates me to this day that a person can't get anything done. They're so discombobulated in their head. It's like, let's give them meth. I know. Legal meth, though. Yeah. Let's give them legal <laughs> meth. Give them legal yeah. meth, and it's fine. I was... I was given it because I was a talkative student in class, <laughs> you know, and it was like the boom of like all these kids getting like Ritalin and Adderall and, you know, like I, I remember, I like really remember being prescribed it, you know, I was, I think like 16 and, um, and there was like other kids too, like it was something I could talk about and people knew, like it was like this like new thing and it was just like the fix for kids that were a little bit scatterbrained. Yeah, you know? it's kind of a scary thing to see like now like I have a good friend of mine her sister just graduated high school and it's interesting talking to her about like her and her friends kind of wear their quote-unquote mental health issues as like badges yeah it's very strange how like that generation specifically like their Gen Z like hardcore Gen Z kids yeah. you know that are graduating from high school it seems like that that drug use you know prescription model whatever is almost just like oh yeah you're on it too cool like camaraderie thing it's treated as very normal and they talk about it all the time like wow. it's just and that's th and she's more on the depression side but yeah, yeah she's like oh yeah I do this because I'm depressed and and then that she's like a hero for saying she's depressed and no one ever yeah. wants to talk about like oh well 
should we be taking these pills? Right. <laughs> Why are you depressed in the first place? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's really interesting, right? Because it's like, it is like a badge of honor for people. And there's, there's a, there's a really weird line where it's like, hey, you should talk about your mental health problems because that's important. Yeah. The community is important for sure. But then it's like, some people are like, oh yeah, it's just normal. It's like, no. Yeah, we need education. Like, too. yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, maybe it's normal problem, to yeah. talk about it so that way we can like help you. But at the same time, it's like it shouldn't be normal. Like, it's not. It's natural. not an identification. It should not be an identification no. for you. Like identifying with your disease. Yeah. Is the biggest you're trap. Trying to overcome. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Did I you ever like find that as an issue for yourself in any way? Like, did you? Like, because you were on certain things so long or you've dealt with things for so long, have you always and ever felt like this is a part of me or has it always been like, no, nah, I'm getting rid of this? Um, I mean, there were definitely times when I was just so down and out that I'm like, I, I just don't think I'm ever going to get past this. So I feel like I'm just, you know, I am. I'm just a, a depressed person. But then I would have times, too, where i'd say for the most part i've like never given given up i've always been a fighter even though i didn't get it right for a really long time i didn't like examine like the right things i was always very proactive like felt like i gotta do something i mean every day wasn't great but i always was like i need to do something about this you know and like even now because i will write about you know depression and but um and i'll have like some readers like write me and be like you know, um, like I've been like depressed. I just see myself as this like just this depressed person. And it's almost like they've given up. You know, I'm like, that's not my messaging. It's like I want to talk about it because it's important. It is important to talk about it. But also, like, you have to have that mentality of I'm going to get through this. Like, or I'm going to do something about it. Like, you just you're allowed to be depressed, but you're not allowed to give up, like, no matter what. And, like, and, you, and if you do let it define you, I mean, that's just going to depress you even more. So you know? I love that line, you're allowed to be depressed, but you're not allowed to give up. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I was reading this book this morning. It's called The Mind-Gut Connection. And this doctor said that he attended this lecture between these two prominent scientists, and one of them said we're not taking into account all the trauma from childhood and even in the womb mm -hmm. that how that can affect a person later on in adult life for sure the other doctor was like that's completely wrong like we like nothing that goes on like the, the, the first doctor is basically saying if a person is in the womb and that mom's distressed that baby receives all that stress and automatically that goes right into the makings and beginnings of the microbiome yeah because that's that's basically memory it's like little memories in your microbiome yeah right well, it's this like preparing for that because you're right. about to be born to that and so this lady this was one example has ibs and every time that she would get stressed out she had her ibs flare up and she couldn't go to the bathroom and she was put on every single medication every treatment possible while pregnant no oh no this was she, w she the baby that was stressed out in the womb became an adult and then this oh, was the subject and they were saying so the reason she has IBS is because all the trauma when she was even in the womb with her mom yeah. affected her microbiome which affected her symptoms this other doctor says no you're thinking way too far back that has nothing to do with her IBS 
And it was interesting because this guy who's reading the book is like watching and he's like, I can't believe that we're still having this debate after so many years. Yeah. The doctors are like, there's no connection between childhood trauma and right. IBS. Yeah. Like, it, and you're thinking like, there's, you're that's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Think about this. What if ADHD was an early sign of Parkinson's? Yeah. It's the same yeah. approach. You both yeah, don't have dopamine. Like you don't both have dopamine. Right. So why not give Adderall to a dopamine or to a Parkinson's patient? Right. That's almost unheard of. Yeah, yeah. But it's the same thing. Why wouldn't you give Adderall to an Alzheimer's patient or a Parkinson's patient because their brain's just deteriorating over time? Yeah. So, they're so you're basically arguing that it's the same mechanism of action for each of those diseases, but they're only treating one of them as such. But here's the problem. With all medications, they don't produce more dopamine or serotonin. Adderall kind of does, which is really weird. But like Prozac and Zoloft only helps you produce, only helps you absorb more of the serotonin that you're producing. So if like, let's say, for example, all our genes and genetics and microbiome says you make 10 units of dopamine a day, you make 20, you make five. Yeah. Okay. I don't say you're ADHD, you're depressed, you're overactive. I say y'all all have low dopamine production you need to figure out a way to get it sufficient for your own metabolic needs. Yeah. And then all the other things that you're dealing with hopefully will improve. Yeah. That's the approach you take working backwards. The problem is, is that they would say you're depressed, you're anxious, you have ADHD as all three separate things. Oh, yeah. and you also have UTI issues. People who wear those as badge of honors basically are almost misinformed because yeah. you're labeling something that is only treating the superficial symptom yeah it's like i am not depressed i produce low serotonin right okay what does that mean it's like well th my sleep's affected my appetite's off my pain's in increased all the time that's just who i am i accept the fact that i'm a low serotonin producer so i do everything i can to get that higher you're basically saying the same thing too you're saying hey I know I got some mental issues, like some mental wellness issues. Mm -hmm. I don't need the medications because they're giving me too many and looking at them separate. They're all the same issue. Yeah. So what am I missing that I need to address to allow the issue to basically address all my symptoms? Right. That's a really good point because I think a lot of people don't clarify the difference between the problem and the condition. You know, the conditions like you listed, you know, I have my appetite's off, my sleep is bad, my mood is low. Those are all conditions, and the problem is low serotonin. Yep. And medicine right now treats the conditions and not the problem. I agree completely. I agree completely. Yeah. Alzheimer's right now is untouched in medicine. There is no treatment for Alzheimer's. As we speak in 2020, there is not from a traditional standpoint yeah. because they say it's 10 things all at once. Yeah. And they say, we're going to give you this one pill and it'll be it. You know the actual most promising pill that's about to come on the market for Alzheimer's? What? It comes from China, of course. It's a microbiome pill. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. It's yeah. a microbiome pill. Wow. And you're going to have all these doctors. They're going to have to go to all these seminars and learn about microbiome and its connection to Alzheimer's in the brain. And y'all have been studying this for years. Yeah. Because you're saying these same doctors that put us on these stupid medications right. screwed us up so bad that we have to so figure bad. out how we have to, like, basically adapt to this. Right. That's amazing. But it's still going to be a prescription drug. It's yeah. still going to be a prescription drug, which means it'll be super expensive. Right. And at that point, they're still going to say, well, just take this. Don't fix your diet. Don't fix your sleep. <laughs> like, there you go, Alzheimer's patient. Right. Oh, yeah. They're not going to address anything else. Right. Yeah. So 
you've gone a step further so you consider yourself a biohacker because you have to hack your system into overriding your genetics oh that's exactly what I, was ask. I yeah, do like I have to over like I I am so like once I I mean I, I'd say even like the last like two years like really since I was like 26 I became I began like studying a ton of different things and just like really obsessed with the human body because I'm like I have so much to make up for I have to like you know I yeah I have to bio I didn't even know that term back then but that's really what I was like just trying to do is biohack my way and like now I I really you know it's unfortunate but it's all like that I'm at that state now like I, I have to literally biohack my way just to be feeling good every day like I don't have the luxury of you know of like drinking really even like drinking like that will like put me out for days after like my I'll just be like so so depressed I you know I don't like with a a lot of my issues like I mean I don't have like the luxury of having like a couple poor meals in a row because then I'll get a, a bladder infection like right after or you know my my dopamine will be so down um and like it's interesting like I started like reading about genes like how we talked about like the fast COMT gene you know I'm like wow that's really like me like my stuff just empties my serotonin and dopamine empties out so quickly so you know I'm always I have to be on a very like strict regimen of like supplementation and like a really great diet just for me to really function so yeah. for you you said you started researching stuff around 26 but it was kind of like a slow drip like okay yeah. I'll start eating organic I'll start cutting gluten I'll do these things like yeah. The current regimen you're on now, how long would you say you've been doing like um, those like very specific things? Probably like the last two years. Okay. I'd say. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Where I like, you know, I, I focus a lot on energy, like keeping my ATP up and, you know, and like NAD levels. I really try. I think like the next thing I would try is the prolonged fasting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like specific supplements like really do help for me. Like resveratrol, which is in like the vitamin pack, you know, mm -hmm. like I, I noticed like that really does like give me a little bit of a, a boost of energy caring for my liver too. Like a lot of, uh, I'm like always, I make sure every day I'm doing something to like gently detox my liver just cause I, I also know all that antibiotic use affects your liver as mm -hmm. well too. It's like not just the gut. So, sure. um, so yeah, I mean, every day it's just, I mean, my like arsenal of supplements is just like, you wouldn't believe I could open it. I feel like I could open up a shop. Yeah. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. My, the thing that popped into my head is like, you, you mentioned earlier too, like stuff like this takes time. Yeah. And obviously like, could you give a little bit of insight for yourself at least like how that evolution from like, okay, I'll go gluten free to like shit, I'm really obsessed with the human body. I want to learn about all these specific supplements like resveratrol are because I think a lot of people hear messages like yours and they're so excited that like someone like you has come as far as you have. Yeah. But it's really important that they remember like you started with something simple like eating organic. Right. You know, I think people hear what you're at, where you're at now and you're like, oh, prolonged fasting and NAD supplementation yeah. and resveratrol and I eat this many times a day and I sleep this long and they get overwhelmed because they're like, oh my God, I need to do all of those things yeah. right now. But really it's kind of like the microbiome. You pick up the health habits with time right? Yeah. and you kind of like add to your arsenal. So like how did your development from, okay, I'll eat organic evolve to now where you're like, cool, I know all this stuff about supplements. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely baby steps. And I feel like that's like the only way that they can really like do it. Otherwise it's just going to be so overwhelming, you know? Um, 
I, yeah, it, it did start with just eating organic, more vegetables, and then just slowly but surely I would, and I really did try to just incorporate one or two things at a time to see what really works for me. And then I, I still will even do experiments where I'll take something away for like three months or, or maybe a little less and just to, and just that one thing, keep everything the same and see how I'm doing. You know, because, like, I don't want to be adding. I'm already doing so many things. I don't want to add in more if I don't really need to. And um, so I would say to, to anyone, like, I mean, just do little things, like, here and there. See how it feels. But just keep going forward and keep adding. Because if you have a lot of gut work to do, like, you you need to be doing, like, all the things. And if you have, if you're able to have access to things like IVs and things like, you know, organic, like, but, but there's things that you can do, I mean, without even money too, like, you can just, like, you can control how many times a day you eat, right, like, that's actually, like, another thing, like, the next thing I also want to incorporate is, like, I'm really bad with snacking, and I realized that, like, my, my gut probably would do a lot better if I really was, like, pretty regimented about breakfast now, lunch, and dinner, and no, like, snacking in between like I'm really more like a goat I kind of just like graze throughout <laughs> the day and like that's how I I do it but it's not necessarily like the best for you but even like me like I'm still doing like little things here and there that I'm like picking up I couldn't do it all at once I couldn't like do fasting and change sure. up my eating habits like all it at, w- at once and you do eat. notice yeah. like changes with each one oh, right yeah. you're like I cut gluten and I felt it yeah, and that's, like, the exciting thing. I think, like, people just need, like, a few, like, a, a small win in the beginning to, like, get them hooked, you know? Yeah. Like, they just need, like, a quick win to be, like, wow, okay, like, this this works. Like, you know, adjusting your diet or supplementation program really can do something. And I think, like, just grasp onto that win and try to get to that next win. Yeah. Don't, like, try to get ten wins at once. Just try and get one win and just keep on going forward. Yeah. Okay, I got a couple last last few ones before we finish up here. But um, so the, the Violet Fog, the blog, did it start yeah. as like a journaling thing, and then how did you pick the name? Yeah, well, I've always been a writer. Like I, I've always identified as a writer since I was just a little kid. Um, and so it, yeah, it started off. I I would write about like love and like mental health and things like that, and, and a little bit about like health. Like now, it's definitely more evolved towards a lot more of like research and like interviews and things like that but I still have like my deep writing but um the name just comes from really like well it started off in the bay area it was really foggy so like I would write out life in the bay so like fog I just wanted that to be in there and then violet like really can't I love the color but also the flower violet there's over it's so nerdy but there's over 400 different species of violets and so I was like you know like, when, like at first it was more so for women to read I was like there's so many different types of women, but we're all violets, you know? So, that's cool. yeah, the violet fog, that's how it came about. That's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. Someone else asked me, I was like, I'll make sure I'll ask her about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I I love everything that you do on, on your blog and your yeah. posts. And Thank I think you. it's very informative. I think it's... I think you said it used to be for women. I'm yeah. sure you have guys now. Yeah, I right? do. Yeah, because Definitely. It, it's not limited just to women. Yeah, it's not. Right? How would you describe that brand now? Like, because like he said, it's very informi- informative. You're sharing a lot of your own personal experiences. Like, how would you describe that brand and what you share on there? Yeah. So, I mean, I'd say that it's very real talk. Like, I, I, I write exactly how I talk. 
and um, I'd say that it's very research based. I avoid trends. Like I don't really if I don't care what's trendy. I care if there's science behind it. If there's you know experts who are willing to speak on it that I can learn from. Um, and then you know on the other flip side, like I I like a lot of just taboo subjects. You know when it even comes to like just love and mental health. I think even like a few years ago when I started you know writing about you know depression there wasn't too many people doing that yeah and so um i'd say like the, the a big part of the brand is just is you know going to places where it's not trendy but like we should be talking about it more yeah yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. awesome love that thank you <laughs> well uh how's the nad feel now Oh my! I'm starting to get used to it. You're starting to get used to yeah. it. She's hooked yeah. up to an NADIV yeah. for those yeah. listening. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, I also put glutathione in there. Oh, nice. Yeah, so you have a glutathione in that. But um, uh, oh, speak about the the, the what we. Yeah. So this. So just to kind of close things out. So the reason why we have a, a mutual connection is because you know you have a, sh- a shared love for supplements and vitamins and yeah. nutrition, and so we came up with an idea to come up with uh, a supplement that would represent the violet fog right. and the pillars and principles that you hold true. Yeah. And we always hold our pillars to be that we are going to be educational and it helps others grow. Yes. And so our supplements are high quality vitamins and nutrients that essentially will target certain needs for certain people. Yes. So we have designed uh, a supplement pack for you. Yes. It's called the Violent Fog. Yep. And we've been That's selling scary. a lot of them actually. Yeah. Which is great. So one of them in there is Resveratrol. You mentioned that. Mm-hmm. Resveratrol is similar to NAD in a sense that it helps prolong longevity. Yes. And it helps mitochondrial rejuvenation and detox, which is great. It's something that me, Baldo, and the rest of the crew here, like Allison, will do on a continuous basis yes. from here on out. And it's one of your favorites now, too. Oh, yeah. Um, we added in a liver it's support. It's great for skin, too. It's great for skin. Resveratrol is And for the people listening at home, uh, resveratrol is the extract from grapes. Yes. It's the antioxidant from grapes, which is why people say a glass of wine is good for you. It's because the antioxidants from resveratrol and grapes. Yes. Um, the other supplement there is the liver detox, or liver love, mm-hmm. right? And this is a great supplement. You mentioned a little bit of liver detox every day. Yes. We have DIM in there, which is great for women because DIM helps balance out your estrogen. Yes. It helps I- emphasize the good estrogen that you produce. Helps even dump out some of the bad estrogen. Right. Uh, milk thistle, great thing as well. Very similar. Guys love it because it increases their testosterone naturally, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but then there's NAC. There's uh, alpha lipoic acid. There's um, resveratrol, there's yeah. crescentin, there's turmeric, there's green tea extract. I mean, you're talking... Terastilbene, speak about that. Okay, so yeah. the cool thing about terastilbene is it's the methylated version of resveratrol. Yeah, and which is in our pack. Which is in our pack, yeah. that's right. So anytime that you have a chance to have a good quality supplement, you always want the bioavailable, most active form. Yes. Because whenever you take an oral supplement, it has to get converted and broken down in your body to the active form that you want and will utilize yeah. so when you get an IV the, mench- the re- reason you said you mentioned earlier uh, it helps people with digestive issues because it bypasses the digestive tract and you get you know close to 100% absorption yeah. well in the body when you 
taking something orally, you have to break it down and get the nutrient you want out of it. So the methyl resveratrol or pterostilbene is the best active form of resveratrol that you could possibly get in a supplement form, and that's in one of your pills Yeah. in, in the Violet Fog. Yes. I can honestly probably say there's probably only a handful, if any, resveratrol pills on the market yes, that are methyl resveratrol. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's a very unique that's the kind that I would prefer to take too. Definitely. Um, the liver love is is one of the best liver detox supplements you can find on the market. Like yes. this because it has those ten or twelve ingredients that we mentioned all in one pill. Yeah. And then of course the last you mentioned skincare. Yeah. Right. Biotin. Biotin. I, I want because I you know a lot of my readers are very into to skin and you know hair health and all of that and it, and I do love like just the s- studies behind. Uh, with all of that, like so much, I think it's so interesting. Yeah. I'm a huge biotin, biotin like, fan too. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the fun, like the like the fun one that I wanted to to put in there. And I love that it's five thousand milligrams. Usually, you have to take like a good four pills, like for any other company. And that's one pill. And it's one pill. One pill. And it's that a methyl, much. and it's a methyl biotin. Like it's just like. And I'll tell you this: because of the biotin, here's the thing: biotin helps regulate your insulin. And so biotin will help activate an enzyme called AMPK, A-M-P-K. Oh, wow. When you activate AMPK, you help promote longevity and mitochondrial biogenesis, which is the rejuvenation and production of new mitochondrial cells. Yeah. If you take methyl resveratrol and the biotin pills in your subscription or prescription pack or, you know, vitamin pack or whatever, yeah. um, those two are amp- uh, increasing AMPK and sirtuin levels which are basically two ways to increase mitochondrial biogenesis. Yeah. So you're promoting longevity and cellular health. Yes. Because of the high doses biotin you have in there. And you also have choline. Yeah. In there, choline is great for joint support, uh, soft tissue, and synapses of the brain. Yeah. So you're kind of hitting a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. You have brain boosters, you have liver detox, you have skin and health and longevity. Right. And it's like, what, three pa- three pills? Yeah, three pills. Just three pills a day. That's pretty cool. I know. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited about it, too, because I really do feel like it's like a little biohacking it supplement. It's mo- It's so much more than you're going to get from, like, a supplement that you get from Whole Foods or something like I, that. I completely you know? agree. Like it's just it'll it'll take them to a whole nother level. And I want and I want you because I know you're going to put this adequately for all your l- readers is that to emphasize how important and how potent those yeah. pills are because like i said you can somebody would say i take a multivitamin yeah it's like okay cool would well, you take my kind of multivitamin yeah. because mine has this and this and that and i demand this and all that right you hand selected yeah all of these ingredients yeah and i remember talking about it with you because we were like what about this one you're like nope yeah it doesn't have enough of this we need this in there um, so you said this was like the second or third approach yeah right the, definitely the revision and you're like nope i don't like that and i remember we came back, i was like this is this is the one right here and you're like yeah. nope <laughs> I want this in there. I want to eat this. And, uh, and we finally got this one. Yeah. And I think it's simple. It's three simple pills. Right. And I think it's, uh, I mean, I would take them myself. I mean, I think you take half of those already, right? Yeah. Like you take the, the resveratrol. You take the liver love, mm-hmm. right? The only thing we don't take is the biotin. I don't think you really need it, right? But you could always use it for the cell health. Baldo's already pretty enough. He's got, <laughs> his, he's got, he's got his black curly hair and all that stuff too. So, but great skin. But uh, but yeah, I, I I'm very proud to say that we helped develop. Yeah. And I love that I we love s- that was subtitled "Aging Gracefully," right? Like yeah, that's, that's perfect. I think it was it was a great, great little uh, way to identify it. Oh, I think so too. Yeah, it's really truly a dream. I I just love your guys. Like what you what you do. I just think it's the best of the best and. 
there's nothing more that I would want to bring to the audience than the very best. Well, they expect that from you now, right? Oh, they do. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally. I have so many very small or very smart people following me that would definitely blow the whistle if I. I know they're smart the because they ask me very smart questions. Yeah. They ask me. They, they somehow they reach me, and I'm like, go back and I trace. I'm like, how did they find me? And like, oh, it's a violent fogger. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, can just yeah. tell. Like, there's a different level. Yeah. Yeah. What do you call your violets? Yeah, violet foggers, VFers, violets. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I love, it. I love yeah. it. Well, okay. So if you haven't figured it out by now, she is the Violet Fog. <laughs> she is How the would they fog. find you? So I'm at the Violet Fog on Instagram, and then my site is violetfog.com. Violetfog.com, and, and then her dailies. Yeah. Yes. So her dailies, you can find it on our website, mswnutrition.com, and there's like a dailies collection, the Violet Fog. You can also use her code, yep. Violet Fog. And uh, get a cool little discount and uh, and check out the page. There's a cool landing page with all sorts of research. I love that you provided all the research too. Like where it's like click here so you can see this research. Click yeah. on here so you can see that research. So it's not just like oh we put this together to hopefully people some buy some stuff. It's like no you're gonna get educated and, and, and you're gonna learn some stuff. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Well, we Good. really love having you on the show, Katie. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for having me. <laughs> this is so fun. <laughs> 